Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the third ever long-form formal lady podcast episode. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about Venus and Leo because Venus is in Leo. We're also going to be talking about world events and some misconceptions that are out there in the world and the events. That's always first and foremost. Then we're going to be talking about rose gold venus and leo all those misconceptions as well and then i'm going to touch on the full moon in july just a tiny 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 bit just a tiny bit because we haven't even like finished june yet right it hasn't what it's the seventh we're not gonna be talking about the number of july yet we're not gonna be talking we're just just for a second just for a second a little tiny bit okay also some little promos in place of where one day one day hopefully i'll have paid promos because mama's gotta pay the bills that's right y'all are expensive little brats and i need money thank you and then maybe some personal insights we'll see we'll we'll see if i have anything more to say because lately i haven't had much to say i'm just vibing straight up vibing this summer let's go listen y'all the who is up to its good old well-known established tricks that we're all aware of at this point a majority of our of our of us are so i'm not not really sure why they think that they're just like yeah people are like oh yeah yes (laughs) we're afraid of diarrhea please close our lives up and kill us all you know i just i don't i don't really know because a lot of people had diarrhea in a cruise ship which they have been having this issue for quite some time now and i always thought it was very fucking weird and they're like oh no the people on a cruise ship are stuck because they're shitting on themselves it has been like a thing that's been going on for a few years now. And apparently, apparently now it's kind of being a little bit of like a, a window of opportunity for the little evil, evil goblins of the CDC to be like, yes, we would like to prepare everyone and take control of everyone, every single governmental body when there's any kind of a, problem going on with the medical crisis so that's something that they're working with actively at this time in geneva with the united states and other peoples of the governments which is something that i really don't want to think about anymore than i already just said um but i'm just i the only reason why i'm sharing this is because y'all know better so don't let anyone fear monger you about any of this stupid shit at this point you should know better Please know better, and please don't fall in line, okay? Kick them in the balls and say fuck you. Thank you. Next topic. The world, and specifically in this case, the world of astrology, is rife with misconceptions and also very toxic misconceptions and sort of stigmas and generalized viewpoints and propagandas of even... When it comes to certain things, 
And, you know, as far as like the belief world goes, um, there's a lot of that that goes on from religions to everything in between. Um, because none of it is really something you can factually 1000% say so about anything, about any of it. (laughs) And then on top of that, it's like, um, you know, used for agendas as well as just for your well-being and depending on who you ask and where you ask and who translated where and what what and it's just there's just a lot of crap there's a lot of poop within the gold within the pot within the pot of gold there's a lot of turds ma'am you know and some important nuggets the most important nuggets within that pot of gold are covered in turds and laced in turd so that's what i'm going to talk about today um from what i'm going to say now about vedic astrology (laughs) on to just the general you know topic about venus and leo and in um the upcoming forecast segment so yeah that's where where we're at right now within this little portion of the of the uh update world time news segment okay So just prefacing it before I start. So I want to talk about gunas um, when it comes to Vedic astrology. And um, it's, you know, it's it's interesting because there's a lot of like negatively propagandized and stigmatized uh, nakshatras that have sattvic gunas um, and then celebrated and uplifted um, nakshatras that have tamas. and it's just interesting, but in the same breath, in the same breath, people will speak about tam will speak about tamas and other and negative gunas, which is like the only negative, the only non-negative gunas are uh, sapphic, apparently. Um, you know, like in a completely different, in another sense, where they're they're lumping you in because you have a tamasic sign nakshatra that that means something bad about you and then like it's just it's just it's a hot mess um just like there are a lot of hot messes in the world and it also depends on who you're listening to and who you're talking to because it's not the case for everyone but it does exist it very much so does exist um there's a lot of cultural stigma in india when it comes to being manglic and all of those things and you know, that's something that's changing. Um, you know, we are moving into six line existence. There is a higher perspective, um, and in higher perspective comes nuance. However, on the way to that highest perspective, we're seeing, um, even more of a hot mess in lots of different ways. Um, as we reach that point, cause we're supposed to learn from difficulty in this reality. Most of the time for most of us to some certain degree, you need some sort of difficult life experience to actually be able to fully grasp something um you know and we're only meant to fully grasp things that we're meant to in this life so you know there's that whole thing too but when it comes to gunas uh there's a lesson behind each and every single one of them and the guna that's behind a certain nakshatra does not have it has nothing to do with the character of the person 
Um, it has a lot to do with what that person is learning, actually. It's a mode of learning. It's a mode of experience and a mode of learning. And the mode of experience is meant to be there for learning. So, um, I wrote this down because this came out just briefly. I haven't really thought about it or looked into it more so. Other than just understanding that portion of it and the fact that sattvic signs are here to learn nuance and gray areas in life. And rajasic signs are learning to take things in, like slow down and take things in. Um, where it's kind of like that when you're trying to get into the water of the ocean and there's lots of waves and you can't really see underneath your feet when you're walking in, it's good to stand still and wait till you're clear, right? Rajas are learning to slow down and to allow clarity to come to them and things to come to them. Tamas are learning the important... Tamas are the most pivotal uh, nakshatras. They're the most um, transformative nakshatras. Um, and they come with a huge bag of lessons. And one of them is grace. And another is creating joy in life through small things, small tasks, and virtues, and patience, and perseverance, and faith. You know, Tamas are here to learn the importance of the physical world. Um and learning the importance of physical work and effort and having patience and also having like um compassion and humility and um finding a sense of strong worldliness through their hardships you know uttara badrapada is tamasic and that's exactly it. it goes through a lot of hardships that makes them extremely deep and worldly and compassionate and humble and understanding how you know those daily tasks and those small things that we do every day how much they benefit us and the importance of structure and having a foundation and the importance of routine and um you know, even down to like having personal rituals and, um, you know, traditions, creating traditions, upholding traditions, how much these kinds of like things that, you know, um, someone who's very sophic, for instance, might have a hard time understanding, um, you know, the next, the next motive line is Tomasic after sophic pretty much, you know, like you go up, you have to, you have to understand the importance of down. You, once you get up to a certain height, you have to come back down and learn and balance and rebalance and rejigger and reform within those two perspectives. And those perspectives of every time you go up and down, change and reform and grow, if that makes sense. So... And I'm sure there's so much more that you could say about rajas and about sattvic nakshatras. Um, but those are just some sort, some examples under the umbrella of the notion of understanding that the gunas of nakshatras are modes of experience for learning. It doesn't mean that the person, because it, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of crazy when you look at, you know, what that means when it comes to, um, you know, health. And what comes with all of those gunas. It's like, sattvic only comes with good, apparently. <laughs> and that's not true. 
and Tamas means only bad, and, and Rajas means only bad, <laughs> and that's not true. Um, it's just a total misconception. Um, you know, it's like taking Sophic and saying, oh, Sophic is the answer. It's like, no, well, you become Sophic from being Tamasic. <laughs> that's what that is. And there's a context that is... It's not consistent and it's not meant to be consistent. The context of gunas is not consistent and it's not one thing. Um, you know, it's not established in one format. And the way that it's explained is not fully cooked in a lot of ways and a lot of, to- a lot of times from what I've noticed. Um, so that's just something I really wanted to share because I really hate and dislike people making up you know, all sorts of propaganda and bullshit when it comes to certain signs saying, oh, this person is bad because they, they're this. And it's just, um, you know, or just like saying like one nakshatra is all bad. It's just, it, it's, there's no difference when you say that because every nakshatra has a guna and <laughs> you'll hear so many positive things about people with a tamasa guna. And when, and they're not it's not even ever acknowledged. And then a lot of negative things about people with um, you know, a sophic guna, like a shlesha. Um, it's very, very, very misunderstood and there's just a lot of BS around it, just like there is with a lot of things, and I just wanted to shed light on that from that one little tiny angle of perspective of how gunas are modes of learning and evolution. What mode of learning and evolution are you experiencing? And that's just one little tiny, tiny, tiny little window of possible ways when it comes to them. So meditate on that if that sounds good to you. And that's it for the world news segment of today's episode. Um, now we're on to astrological weather. So Venus entered into Leo this Monday, this past Monday on the 5th, and as I was looking at that, um, I just felt like I really wanted to talk about the full moon that's happening in July on the 3rd in Capricorn, which is at 11 degrees, and it's at, which in Vedic astrology is Shravana. Um, I don't know, just, I just felt like there was a huge correlation here. Um, and it's interesting because next month, July is a five month. This month in June is four month, with, which we talked about in um, one of our, the first long format formal lady <laughs> episode. Um, I talked about June, the number of June, um, and how it's like the end of chaotic karma. Uh and how there's like a five correlation five correlates with chaos so does three and four is karma um and just within itself there's some sort of shift in the way um things have been perceived and not perceived and how you move through life with those perceptions so i think in a lot of ways there's a a stronger sense of like understanding one's intuition, um, is a part of it. Um, and so, yeah, this, this Venus in, in Leo has a lot to do with the full moon that's coming up. Um, so think about what was going on the fifth for you. What did you experience on the fifth? 
um what 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 can you take away from the fifth um what life lesson can you come up with you know from what you have um experienced that day if that sounds good to you and feels right to you um because it could be very very helpful in general at all like you don't have to have anything any kind of takeaways from that monday um but just throwing that out there in case that might be helpful for you and there's something there you can take from that um so there's that and yeah venus is in leo and it being in fall is a huge misconception um, huge misconception. I mean, how is rose gold a misconception? Is rose gold a faulty, shitty material that nobody wants, that's crap, that harms people, that doesn't do anything good, that people aren't see- seeking out? No. <laughs> Not at all. Anytime a certain placement is in con- is considered in fall, is a time where there's a huge evolutionary um, situation going on for that person with that placement. And um, I'm not saying that, you know, everyone who's saying, you know, that whole like, oh, Venus is in Leo, you're going to have shit experiences, it's bad. The moon is in Scorpio, you're going to have shit experiences, it's bad, has a negative agenda. It's only human nature to look at difficulty as something bad and have stigma around it. Um, Again, reiterating, we are moving into six-line existence, into highest perspective on understanding things on on a more profound level, on a newer level, on a more evolved level, and becoming more evolved. Um, You know, (laughs) my double six-line ass with two-line Mercury's uh, is here to say... (laughs) That, you know, like, there's more to that. (laughs) And when you can understand the lesson that's behind this quote-unquote so-called fallen sign placement, um, that's when you phoenix and you shift into a whole new paradigm that's better, that's lighter, that's grander, um... And only those with these quote-unquote fallen placements really get to do that more so than anyone else in reality. When we're having a transit, everybody's invited to make a huge shift for themselves, which correlates to the fact that I was saying there's a huge karmic shift that's happening in this four-month of karma. And Venus being in Leo is a huge portion of that because that is a karmically shifting position. Anytime something is in fall, like I just said for the third time I'm saying it, it means that you are having an opportunity to greatly shift. It's a portal, basically, into a brand new f- form of existence and bettering your life. So it's what. how do we do that? We focus on the lessons that this placement offers us, right? And we focus on what about this placement is actually beneficial, not the opposite, We focus on the productive side of this placement. What good comes out of this placement? How do I harness this position for the betterment of myself? Therefore, the betterment of everyone else. That's just something that happens by proxy of you focusing on the betterment of you, which is, you know, I have Venus and Leo, and that's coming out of me right now. 
is understanding that what's good for you is what's best for all. And, you know, also allowing yourself to dig deeper into things and seeing deeper into things and having a deeper knowledge of things rather than staying on the surface. Um, Leo, anytime you want to understand a sign, you put that sign into an ascendant and you look at the wheel, right? So anytime somebody's a rising sign of a certain sign, they embody that that sign <coughs> fully. So, and when you look at, at that sign as the ascendant, you see the story of that sign and it's like full breadth of, of what it is within itself alone, not colored and painted and dressed up in different ways, which, you know, having a a different placement in that sign will do. When a certain sign is in the Senate, that is the full breadth of that sign. And even then it has its own little different designs and colors and hats and dresses or whatever, depending on what planets are where, right? But if we want to understand a sign, we put it into the Lagna. And Leos have a Scorpio fourth house, which means they're very, very deep. And they're prone to understanding the underdog and rooting for the underdog and, um, you know, being a little bit more rebellious because of that, because they're here to lead. And to be a leader is means that you're not a follower. And um, when we talk about Venus here, Venus is also... A warrior Kataka. Um, and it's like, you know, being a warrior for your soul and what's right for the soul and following what's in your highest purpose and sticking to, wanting to, and moving towards what's in the highest divine good for you. Some people need to understand that whatever is in the highest divine good for you is, is, is what is in the highest divine good for everyone. And um, typically that's like one of the first things that you learn as you're growing and evolving with Venus and Leo is that what is best for you is what's best for everyone. And you have to know what's best for you in order to help everyone else know what's best for them. You, that you have to fill your own cup before you go pouring your cup out to others, right? Leo Risings are so Scorpio because that's the innermost self and they have a hard time not keeping things to themselves and allowing their well to be full before they start to share and give of themselves to others, especially those that they love and cherish the most. So they feel like they're just a constant empty hole a lot of the time because they're just always giving, 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 giving. When you think about the sun, it's always there to give and it unconditionally gives whether you want it to give to you or not. It just it's there and it's always giving life to all things. And, you know, we're human beings and we can't really do that, but we need to learn how we can do that. And in essence, right? So when you have the sun ruling your chart, it's almost second nature for Venus to be ruling your chart too. 
And it's a beautiful way for the sun and Venus to exist because the sun and Venus are so much alike and they're at, they're not enemies at all. Like not in the slightest because Venus knows what is the second house. It's Taurus is ruled by Venus. Venus knows the importance of you being able to take care of yourself. And the sun is the self. In Leo, the third house is Libra. The way that Leo thinks and communicates and the way that Leo's mind work is Venus, is Libra. It is giving. It's not selfish. That's a hor horrible negative stereotype that's far from, from true. Um, Aries can be selfish on its, shadow, on its shadow side. It can be selfish, just like every little infant toddler can be. Same thing with, like, Taurus. Taurus can be pretty selfish. It's ruled by Venus. For all those of you that love to say that Venus is not selfish, um, hi, did you know about Taurus? Do you know anything about Taurus? <laughs> on its shadow side, Aries and Taurus are the most selfish signs ever. Um, so like, that's so not true. Um, Venus is very, 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 very cognizant of the importance of taking care of the self. Libra is not some selfless being. It can tend to lose itself because it's seeking validation outside of itself. And it, Leo can do that too. Why? Again, Leo, third house, Libra so much alike in a lot of ways can tend to be very good friends um, because they're very similar in that sense of external validation and loving attention and love from others and the negative ways that that can manifest itself you know both can relate to that um so yeah <laughs> it's like you know just the the just a simple lesson of learning to live life for pretty much just for yourself and then allowing that to inspire other people to live their best lives basically being unbothered is also another thing um like being the main character of your life and knowing that everybody's the main character of their own lives um, what's important is that you recognize that you're the main character of your life and having a sense of self is really important for your well-being and for relationships outside of yourself, right? And so this Venus is going to be teaching you to have a better sense of self, what that means and what that looks like, um, how you can practice that. Um, it's also going to be teaching you ways of understanding yourself in the world and your intuition. Um, there's this aspect of that that's happening with this full moon. Um, and it's probably not for everyone, but that is a message within the message is kind of like reorientating yourself by coming home to yourself and learning what it means to listen to your intuition and what that looks like, what your intuition looks like, learning about yourself learning about your soul, re retouching yourself with your soul, like reorientating yourself with your soul, which is your intuition. Um, and, you know, finding yourself again and enjoying life again through, through being in touch with yourself and, and acting out the things that feel best for you 
in your life that feel the most righteous and best for you in your life. Um, and that includes <laughs> silly, quote unquote, shallow things. Um, how much these physical things th- in the world um, help you live your best life and how that's not a, a bad thing. Um, we live in the physical world and physical reality. And like I talked about goodness earlier, Tomasic signs need to know the, the importance of how these physical things do help us and how they're not bad and how they do make us more sophic um, and rajasic. And finding the balance between all of those things is the answer. It's not one or the other. It's a continuous movement. It's it's hard to even put your finger on it when it comes to gunas and nakshatras and how we move and learn. Because all three are necessary. And it's kind of just like what point on the little pinwheel are you on that's always blowing in the wind? You know, that in the, you're ne- never in that one point. <laughs> but it's kind of like an orientation station of where that's coming from, I guess. Anyway. So, yes. Rose gold. Venus and Leo. Learning to have a more <sighs> positive self-image what that means for you, what's going to help you have a positive self-image, what's going to help you reconnect and reconvene with with you, and what brings you joy, and what fills your heart and your mind with goodness, and, and, you know, what feels good to you, and is righteous for you and your well-being, um, doing those things to help you, you know, have a better self-image and be more empowered and be the the star of your own life, the, you know, the main character energy of your life. Um, sometimes getting off of social media helps with that. If you struggle with that, if you have like a Libra South node like me, <laughs> where you struggle with, you know, giving your power away to other people on so take it back in whatever way you need to. You know, I stopped being on social media as much and that has helped me so much to come home to myself and remember what it felt like and how much better I felt like when when I wasn't constantly creating on social media. You know, these podcasts are just enough for me. Like that's all I need. Like I can't do any more of that than that, I should say. <laughs> I can't do any more than that, you know, than this as of right now. It is enough, and any more than that would just be harder for me to stay in balance and on the on the right path for me when it comes to being empowered and in my own lane and being the main character and not worrying about what other people think of me, not being disempowered to other people's opinions and beliefs, and all of those things, and just kind of growing from there, not saying that I can't be strong enough to to handle my own. I will be eventually, but it's something I'm learning growing from. And so you need to have certain barriers and barricades for yourself as you learn and heal and grow. Sometimes too much roughness is too much roughness that prevents you from actually being able to grow. Something, you know, is toxic. You know, if it's toxic for you, there's a difference between good pain and bad pain, right? And you'll know what that is. Trust yourself with that. If it's preventing you from feeling your best and living your best life, it's toxic. End of story. You know? So there's that. (laughs) Be your main character. Be the star of your life. Live your life for yourself because it makes you happy. 
allow yourself to just be in a joyful place about things and to surround yourself with things that make you joyful um, and have good good self-image in ways that is healthy and good for you. Exploring that, even, even when it comes to just creating like some sort of schedule goal for yourself of things that you would like to do um, it's so that you can enjoy life more in a way that's empowering and that brings lifts you up and helps you really love yourself and, and your life. And so you can shine bright, you know, and be that beacon um, of inspiration just by you loving your life and living your best life in whatever way that feels good to you and that is possible for you and allowing whatever is possible for you to be enough and knowing that you can achieve more over time and allowing yourself to have that faith and that positivity and learning to bring that in by practicing having those notions and meditating in whatever ways feels good to you. You know, dream boarding, whatever feels good to you, whatever's, you know, comes to you when you ask yourself these questions. Interview yourself. Ask yourself questions. You know, take time to get to know yourself. Explore what makes you happy. Don't worry about what it is and isn't. You don't need to establish anything in 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 anything and in any way um just understanding kind of just allowing things to be and understanding what is best for you and moving towards that and don't forget to pray because prayer always helps so if you're feeling lost always ask god for help and god god helps it's crazy how much god can help and um of course if that resonates because everybody resonates with that but if you do it's just reminding you that prayer is so powerful and helpful and, um, I know that I don't have my best days unless I take a moment to pray. Um, you know, it's a huge part of my path as a, having my North Node in the ninth house and being a Pisces rising in D9 and Sagittarius rising in D10, you know, like prayer is like such a huge part of what helps me live my best life. And my, you know, just faith is such a big part of my journey, um, so yeah, embrace what is a big part of your journey and what helps you have your best day every day. And, you know, don't stray away from the things that help you feel your best. You know, we're not perfect and not every day is going to be perfect, but, you know, just keep moving towards what is no matter how many times you mess up. Don't just be like, oh, well, I'm not doing this because I skipped a couple days. Like, no. You skipped a couple of days, but you're still doing it. You're going to do it when you do it. And sometimes you have to take a break. Like I made a whole schedule for myself for the whole entire summer um, that I'm really excited about. And I'm not always consistent with it because things happen that um, make me not able to be consistent with it. But that doesn't mean that that schedule doesn't exist and that I'm quitting. It just means that something happened that's causing me to have to take a little break, but I'm still on that schedule. You know what I mean? And allowing that mentality take over over like that kind of like flatline negative destructive mentality that we can sometimes have we got to let that go and push it away from ourselves and lock the door and move away from that because that's toxic thinking that doesn't take us anywhere positive or anywhere good it just drags us down right so we're gonna let go of everything that drags us down and that just makes us stuck in negativity and we're going to move forward and towards what's best for ourselves and our lives and our well-being. Right? So that's all I had to say today. I usually do my little personal sharings at the end. But don't really have much to say. Like I said, 
I've just been very like introspective and vibey and not very talky. And that's just how I am right now. How are you right now? It's enough to be what you are. You don't have to force yourself to be any other way. Don't have to force yourself to say anything or anything. Just allow yourself to be what you are and, you know, moving towards what's best for you. Um, You know, there's certain things we have to push ourselves a little bit, but, you know, there's also a difference between having to push ourselves towards something that's good for us and then forcing ourselves to do something where it's not necessary for us to do at any given moment in time, like me having to do a closeout personal sharing that I have nothing personal to share right now that I feel inspired to share. And that's okay. It's on the schedule, but I'm not always going to make it, you know, because there's nothing there for me to, to put in there in that section of the episode. So, and I don't want to push it because that's silly. You know, I forgot to talk about the things that I want to share. Oh, well, I guess my promo, my promo section is going to be my personal sharing section. So there we go. See, look how fast that changed. I'm not mutable at all. (laughs) On to personal sharings. So one of my personal goals for this summer is to go to the beach as much as possible. And one of the things that I did, hello Venus and Leo, is, you know, at my North Node in Taurus, um, having a sextile in the second house, <laughs> is um, make little outfits for myself and get them to wear it to the beach, to get myself to go to the beach and to feel my best and my most confident and to have like, you know, establish kind of like a headspace and a vibe about what I want to experience and how much these things help me create that. And as long as I can afford it, that's great. And if you can't, your budget's small, go thrifting and find something to help establish the mood and the vibe that you want to create because these physical things do help us do that. And like I said, when you have any, you know, placements and tamas, there's a part of you that's learning to the importance of it, especially when Venus is playing a big role um, of like how much these things really do help us live our best lives. And they're not bad at all. Um, You know, Maya is light. If you have Swati placements, you know that that's light. (laughs) The The creation is light. Um, these things are light, they're of the light, without them there's nothing but darkness at the end of the day. And so one goes into the other and not one is the, you know, <laughs> Sapa goes into Tamasic and Tamasic goes into Rajasic. One thing leads to another and it's never one or the other. Um, type of situation, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jelly bean. So yeah, you know what's tamas is the physical world and what's after the physical world and and embracing tamas rajas so when you create some sort of foundation in the physical reality it helps you to move and groove and be in the rajas reality and that turns into sattvic reality 
and where you're feeling your best because you created the foundation, you created the physical bearings, and then that made you inspired and ready to go and excited to do the thing and then be in that enlightened, happier, lighter, pure, bright mentality that happens when you're doing that and so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm really excited because at this moment in time, I'm plus size and I found some amazing things on Amazon and yeah, it's one of those things where I know it's not the best place to be buying my stuff, but it's what I can afford and I'm making the best out of what is capable for me to do and um understanding that there's good and bad in all things and kind of just cutting your losses you know and making the best out of what you're able to do and then going from there (laughs) um so yeah I got myself some really comfy amazing bathing suits that I really do appreciate and love and enjoy and get excited about wearing along with like shoes and my beach bag and beach cover-up and I have whole outfits that I that I have that I get to wear to the beach and I'm so excited about them and then building on that wardrobe so that when I do go to the beach I'm excited and I feel good and I feel more confident in my body and just in being there because when you're overweight it's so much harder to be comfortable in your body obviously and um you know as you're losing weight as you're working towards better health in general, I should say, as you're working towards better health, you do deserve to still feel good in your body as you are um, because that's what keeps you motivated to actually fully holistically in a positive way move towards what's better for you, right? Not coming from a really negative place that's really down on yourself and down on life, and saying that that's good, you should hate yourself because that's what's good. No, like that's, yeah, being annoyed with things and knowing that you don't feel good and allowing that to push you is good, but also being in a toxic space where you're not enjoying life anymore and you have a negative self-image is bad. And um, you don't have to have a depressive, negative state of mind, actually, that's going to make you not willing to try (laughs) you have to have a very strong ego to think otherwise um you know and so yeah anyway (laughs) it's important to do things to help you feel your best and live your best life regardless of whatever situation you're in um it's going to keep you lighter and brighter in your mind and it's going to create a foundation um and kind of get your wheels rolling, right? So anyway, you guys know those cushiony little slides uh, that everyone's like saying, they're, they're, they're not anymore. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm embracing them for the beach especially. I think they're still really chic and cute and they're like the perfect um, beach shoe or shoe to wear to the pool. Um, especially on the sand, I live in Sarasota and, you know, that's Siesta Key Beach and especially Siesta Key Beach in itself, if you're not talking about turtle, um, or other parts, that is a huge ass beach. It's a long way to get to the water (laughs) and those slides that you can definitely get on Amazon. You can also get them on Tim, you and other things too. 
um, are basically sand shoes. Like, y'all, those things keep your feet above the sand and help you to easily walk through the sand without, like, feeling like you're, you're, you're going to pass out before you get to the water. <laughs> when you're carrying a bunch of stuff and all those things, like, it's just so nice to have those slides. They're so comfy. They're really good, especially if you're overweight and you have more, and you were vegan for a long time or just because you were under eating for a long time, whatever the case may be. If you have problems with your joints, those shoes are awesome. They really, really are great. They're super orthopedic. Um, and like I said, they're basically, I call them my sand shoes because they're like the snowshoes of the sand. Um, and they're great. And I've been doing like monochroming, like just like um, with some of my beach outfits and getting like the color of my bathing suit um, in my shoes and in my cover up and even in my bag (laughs) in some cases and just having fun with all of that and playing dress up and having a blast doing that. And yeah, it really sets the tone for my experience. Same thing with like having a water bottle that I really like that, um, you know, I just enjoy that. I like the, the style of it and all of that. And then having some sort of drink that I enjoy that also helps me have a more positive experience um, with all of that. You know, just creating the ambiance for things. Um, This also happens for water signs too, like in people with a lot of open spaces, like the ambiance you create, it really makes a difference. And then setting the tone for things really makes a difference. Um, And so, yeah, just intentionally setting the tone and the ambiance for your experiences makes them way better and more exciting for people that are, um, you know, maybe more lunar or (laughs) have their Venus in Leo um, or very watery or all of the above like me. (laughs) A lot of feminine energy. You know what I mean? Jelly bean. So, yeah, I highly recommend those slides slash sand shoes. And just creating a whole story morning glory for the beautiful life that you're living, uh, creating a mood, going thrifting, doing something to help set a tone that helps you feel more more inspired, more confident, excuse me, and more excited about living life because these things do help us feel our best and live our best lives and, you know, set a tone, set a set, uh, a mindset you know, these physical things do help us do that in a powerful way. Whenever we're able to, whatever way is, um, you know, that we're capable to do for ourselves is great. If that sounds good to you, I know it works for me. So I'm just sharing that. And then another thing I wanted to share, just in case anybody, anybody is going to be visiting Sarasota. There's these two restaurants that I absolutely have to share with you guys. They are making my summer just all that much better because they're the best (laughs) they're the best places for my favorite summer dishes and they're really summery especially if you're down in the tropics or subtropics and those are um plum sushi and felicious oh my gosh I haven't personally eaten like there in person personally in person (laughs) I've door dashed from them, but they're my ultimate favorite, especially for the summertime, like I've said a million times, because Folicious is Vietnamese food, and I used to always get Vietnamese food from this one place, but this place, I think it's new. I've never seen them before. 
it's the best Vietnamese food I've had so far. It's amazing. And there's nothing like Vietnamese food for hot weather. It's so yummy. It's so fresh and so delicious. And it's just, I highly recommend Felicious if you're ever in the area. Same thing with Red Plum. They have amazing sushi. It's so good. Um, I love their Hawaiian roll. And today I just had their Hawaiian roll and the peppered tuna. It's like a spicy tuna with avocado. And it was just like, it paired perfectly with the Hawaiian roll because the Hawaiian roll is tempura fried and it has like mango sauce on top so it's like really crunchy and like sweet and moist I know a lot of people hate that word <laughs> so it was really nice to have like a more dry roll um next to that that didn't have like any kind of sauces or anything um but packed a little bit of a punch with with some heat and yeah it was just so good I highly recommend Red Plum and Felicious. If y'all ever come down to Sarasota slash Siesta Key. And yeah, I highly recommend that you do because it's a beautiful area and we have amazing beaches. And I'm basically beach hopping every single time I go to the beach because yeah, I'm not meant to be consistent when you look at human design. <laughs> It's like I'm meant to be consistent but inconsistent. And so how that looks is like me. I'm, I'm going to the beach as much as I can, but I'm not going to the same beach. I'm going to a different beach every single day and wearing a different bathing suit and outfit every single day. <laughs> In rotation, not going crazy, but you know what I mean. What are your variables in human design and how can you embrace them? Because that's mine. Being inconsistent and consistent at the same time. So that looks like, you know, like I just said, the consistency is going to the beach. The inconsistency is going to different beaches and having different outfits. And, um, yeah, I'm just having fun with that. And, yeah, it just feels really, really good. And I am, like, really, like, fully enjoying living here again. Um, it feels a lot like how when I used to visit here before I lived here, um, and it's just been a really great time. So I hope that you're having a beautiful time in your life and that you're enjoying your summer. And if you have been having a hard time, I'm praying for you to have an even better experience than you've had, like way better experience. And, you know, I just want you to know that you're worthy of having a beautiful life, not just summer, but life. And that you can and will be able to get yourself to have a better experience in this life. And it takes baby steps and allowing to those, allowing, allowing to those, allowing those little baby steps to count and to make a difference and to allow yourself to be joyful and start to learn to be joyful in those little things um, that help you to grow wings because they do. Boo-boo, I love you. I'll see you later, alligator.